tie that lives inside me. Man, the issue is nowadays when I be meeting women, they be wanting me to be so. They want you to be tied. They want me. I'm like, they want you tie. disrespect you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I could. But I don't want to do that. There's a time and a place for that. <laughs> I'll give you a list of the time hey. and place. Not right now. <laughs> Not this so dinner. So it does create a little bit of a... I can tell when... But What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by a, listen, y'all, the price just went up after this conversation. I just want y'all to please understand that the price is now much higher, okay? We got Jerry Johnson in the building. Jerry, tell the people about yourself. Hello, my name is Jerry Johnson. You may know me from looking fabulous on Instagram, but even better in real life, which is really this magnificent actually i love that and i also play this character called ty on a show called harlem and i'm just living my best life really yeah fabulous you know what i'm saying got the face card never declines my god okay we gonna we let's let's do it man you know i'm over here i'm just a mother of a six month old y'all so you know I'll just, I'll just try to keep it clean. I just try to keep myself showered and bathed. You know what I mean? <laughs> your skin is looking flawless, though. I appreciate it. All right, well, let's get in your business. Okay, um, so when did you know that you liked the ladies? Um, I would say probably in high school, there was this girl that I had a crush on. She played volleyball. Her name she was had them long legs. She had them long legs. She was volleyball. Those shorts. She everything. Fine, fine. <laughs> And um, I don't think I ever said anything to Victoria, but we did have a run-in a few years later. And um, it was nice. That's all I have to say hey. about that. <laughs> married now, so I can't give too much. I know that. <laughs> anyway, um, but then when I, um, after high school, I was in a relationship with this guy who was really like my best friend. And... Um, I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I can do this. I'm not straight. I just need some coaching. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not the D on. for me. <laughs> right, it's not this at all. And so um, unless it's a touch to all, you know, anyway, not the point. So yeah, it was, I, w- I would say I really was in pursuit of um, women after high school um but I would say like I really got my like queer identity when I lived in San Francisco for three years like the queerness there the black queerness there is unmatched and the conversations that they're having about queerness about um sexuality about identity it's like so far ahead of any conversations that I've ever had anywhere else um and so I really got to got to know myself at a deeper level and to, to create language around like what kind of, 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 of person I am, what kind of people I like, how I identify, 
um, as a non-binary, non-monogamous baddie, you Baby. know, um, but I was able to get those tools in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh yeah. San Francisco. I'm in LA. Um, those major like metro areas, yeah. I always talk about how important it is to find like, to, to find space for yourself in like those big areas. Um, where are you originally from? Philly. Philly. I'm from Jersey. Yes, sir. Trenton, New Jersey. I think that's considered central. Trenton is like, yeah, it's closer to Philly, but okay. like, we like 40 yeah. minutes from 50. I'm um, from Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, the East coast, you know what I'm saying? The vibes is always, always good. But, um, yeah, no, Philly is, a is, is it Philly's come a long way. Um, yeah. yeah. You got to find your pockets. In <laughs> yeah. Philly. I, I haven't like, spent a lot of time exploring the Philly queer scene but like in college when I would go back I would like you know go you go to school? I went to uh, Penn State oh Penn State okay I was gonna say that's like Temple <laughs> I was not staying in Philly for college so I was a different yeah Penn State is always <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's interesting too because Penn State how, how was because you okay so you started kind of coming into it in high school how was that at Penn State? Because Penn State's like, uh, you know, PWI and kind of like, how, how, how was that space there? Um, it was interesting. Um, I have nothing against Caucasity and Caucasian women. It's just not personally my preference. Um, and so it was, it was interesting. I think I had more, I, I, I don't really like to date in school, honestly, because I don't like, to date people that know other people that I know. I know it's weird, but I don't like things to mix and mingle. <laughs> yeah. And the queer community can get really, really small. Oh yeah. And so I probably didn't like try to date into my last years at Penn State. But you know, I was, you know, doing my little thing. But what I felt was like my I had mostly male friends and they would get intimidated. I could just like be talking to a girl for for three asking her if she want to drink or like where she get her dress like, from. Jerry, like Jerry about to oh put that God. sauce on her Jerry about right. to put the Jerry about to put the sauce on her I'm like I'm not even doing anything man I can't talk to nobody I'm like wow I won't speak they How like, about they that? Go, they go Jerry about to she ain't even about to look at us y'all <laughs> precisely that's how it always was and I'm like I don't know what that is because I'm not intentionally it's the sauce, man. It's the sauce. They know. They know. They like, oh, she not about to, she not about to fool with us after Jerry go over there and smile in that girl face. It's over. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. 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 So talk about your look over time. So like you're obviously like transitioning in, in your identity and like figuring out like, okay, what is this, you know, for me, how has your look changed over time as well? So I love fashion. I love like um, how transformative fashion can be like hair and makeup. I used to do hair in undergrad as well. Um, and when I moved to the Bay, I felt like my high femme look was doing me a disservice because I'm really a, a nigga inside, <laughs> you know? And so I was All day. Giving my, <laughs> when I finally was- What up? It's your host, Ashley, and I'm interrupting this podcast to ask, are you following us? 
Have you downloaded the podcast? Are you subscribed to us on YouTube? If you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms, Queerly Black. I'm going to let y'all get back to the show. Peace. Like, okay, I wanted to be a hoe for the summer of 2017. Okay, I was like, specifically 2017. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to do it at least once. Yeah. And so I was on Tinder, and people are like, Are you just um here looking for a threesome with your boyfriend? I'm like, No, bitch, I want you to sit on my face without, like, without him. How about that? <laughs> exactly. And so it was like, I'm like, you know, it, everybody was like, Either I'm straight or like maybe my beauty makes me a little unapproachable or intimidating and so it was it was an interesting it was an interesting thing and then the kind of people I was attracted to it was just like and so I had a moment where I was like should I like mask it up a bit and I talked to my friend Sean and he was like you know if if, if people don't like you for how you present or if you don't feel like you know then that's that's not your problem you know and so I think when um, coming into like 2019 is when I really was like in this more androgynous pocket uh, once I graduated from grad school. Because in grad school, you don't really have an identity, right? Yeah. Like I'm not dressing up all the time, but like getting out of school, I'm like, oh, I can really figure out where I live. And so um, then when I did the show, the first season I was like oh wow I got to know more about different types of fashion what looks good on me what you know in a more masculine way which felt so comfortable too and so um then I started to you know to 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 fill out that side of me and it feels like a true expression of who I am and then and then now I feel like I've been hitting the scene with lots of high femme looks, which to me is like, okay. I, belly be I out, belly be out, y'all. The belly be out. Two <laughs> piece, I'm, bikini. What we doing? What we doing? Everything. <laughs> okay. And I prefer to like, you know, switch it up. And I have conversations with my stylist about this. But then every time she puts me in something, I'm like, but this is fire. But I did say that I wanted the next look to be more masculine, but this is fire. And so for me, at the end of the day, I'm like, if I look good in it and I feel good in it, it's going to be what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's giving very high femme, high fashion. It's fire. It's fire, y'all. Go check y'all. Go check her Instagram out. It's, it's lit. Um, Yeah, so two things I want to talk about. We can talk, we'll talk about, we're going to talk about the show in a second. Um your identity so you kind of alluded to a non-binary androgynous kind of space right um how did you arrive there because i i i never i never feel like a, a man right but i don't always feel like a woman like i don't always identify with being a woman and my, 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 I feel that. Friends, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. My friends call me the butch queen, right? Because I have like this, like gay men, they want, they, uh, child. Love, love, the, love it. Love Jerry. They, they love all it. want some of Jerry. Okay. I'm like, y'all, I can't be your boyfriend. I'm so sorry about that. I cannot be your boyfriend, sir. Um, but I just feel like, there's something in the in-between, there's something in the fluidity, there's something, uh, there's, a, there's a bigger conversation internally being had that's not really like 
in man or woman or she or him or anything like that. And so I feel like with my androgyny, I'm able to move in a more free way that's not in the binary, that's not in the construct. And I can make, I feel like I make fuller decisions from that standpoint, right? Like, cause I'm not like, oh, wow, this isn't, you know, I'm not being a lady or this is not feminine enough or this is, too, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm not anything really. That's what I just don't feel like anything. I'm just an entity here for, you know, the experience of me is just a whole nother thing. And so I can't, I can't be my fullest self, especially with all of my identities on this soil in this country uh, without breaking free of the constructs that were given to me. You know, I'm always asking why, why do I have to identify as a woman or why do you think I'm a woman because of how you see me? You know, that's more about your perception um, rather than like how I actually identify. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, so then how does that work for you as an actress? Right. Because there's um, and I'll talk to um, Amanda about this um, a couple of weeks ago. I make Amanda Grace Jenkins. If y'all haven't seen her interview, go check it out. Um, we were talking about this. Uh, yeah. So we had a, a good conversation around being an actress and, um, you know, what that looks like. And obviously, you know, her look has changed over time. She was very, very feminine. Now she cut her hair. She's got this whole other look going on. And just being typecast and like what that looks like. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll ask you, I'll pitch you the same question just about um, as a queer actress or, you know, what does that space look like for you? And I asked her, you know, I'm like, you know, if 50 Shades of Grey came and they like, hey, you know, we, we want you to, you know, you play, you know, Anastasia. <laughs> what, what, what does that, uh, what would that look like for you? I think I, 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 for in terms of my work, I can do anything. I can do anything. I don't want to do anything offensive, um, like play somebody from a marginalized community that doesn't have enough information for us to be playing with it like that. Like yeah. I wouldn't play a, a trans woman or something like that, right? Because we don't have enough, there's not enough work being done and trans women are already being marginalized or trans men, right? And so um, it's a, it's a, that, that would be a, a con, like I would, I would have to have a conversation with myself. Um, I, I think I'll be more like, I would more likely play a trans man than a trans woman, <laughs> but I would have to have a conversation with myself yeah. about like, what would that mean for me? And, and what does that mean for the community? And what conversations am I having around that? And I think there's enough queer roles being played by non-queer people that I can play a Anastasia yeah. in Fifty Shades of Grey, you know? I don't mind, um, I don't wanna be put in a box where it's like, okay, we're only seeing Jerry playing queer characters, yeah. but I'm glad I got to start my career playing a queer character that's like something that we've never seen before. And now that I've done Ty, I don't ever have to do anything like Ty again. I wouldn't mind it, but that's just not the direction I need to need to go in because I've already shown that pocket. And so what up? It's your host, Ashley, and I'm interrupting this podcast to ask, are you following us? Have you downloaded the podcast? Are you subscribed to us on YouTube? If you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms, Queerly Black. I'm going to let y'all get back to the show. Peace. I, I want to do all types of stuff. I want to do all types of stuff. I'm really curious about playing gender bending and playing 
in things that people didn't expect a woman to play in, not even yeah. playing a straight person or a queer person. Like that doesn't even matter to me, but playing like, oh my God, they wanted Denzel for this, but Jerry's playing. Jerry's it. Not, I'm yeah. like, you know, and, and at the beginning of Denzel's uh, career, I forgot who the white actor was, but he was like, give me all the roles that he denies. And now you see this black man playing roles that would have been played by a white man, you know? And similarly for me, I want to play roles that you might have thought, you know, oh, I, I would have thought that this was, or or who, where they originally thought that the role was going to go to um, a man or a male identifying person and and it goes to me. And so I, I'm I'm wanting to do all of the things um, if it's pushing the conversation forward. I don't wanna do nothing frivolous and I don't wanna play any stereotypes. No stereotypes of black people, no stereotypes of queer people, no stereotypes of women. I love that, I love that. Well, Ty is definitely not a stereotype. Actually, Ty, you know, Ty gave some sex scenes that was more, that was more giving baby boy. Okay, Ty has some <laughs> some serious situations happening on Harlem. Um, talk about that experience for you, uh, playing that character. More specifically, um, Ty's character is more masculine than you in in real life. Um, and I don't think that people understand that, like that they understand like, because even like I saw the character and I was like, man, like I am like I love this character. Then like I I see Jerry in real life and I'm like no she's she's she she looks different right but it's like such a the the line or like the space is so fine right talk about the difference between you and Ty Well first of all I think I, I think I'm a little bit more spiritually connected or maybe emotionally connected than Ty is right Ty is like working from her brain 24 mm-hmm. 7 we're going to go get it we're going to do it it's gonna be what it is, kind of thing. And I I love sitting in that center, but when I am filming, you might get a different version of Jerry. I might be leaning more on that side, um, but I feel more, I, I'm a little bit softer in all ways than, than Ty is. Ty is a little bit more um, hard. She's a little bit more closed. She's a little bit more, um, not as, um, it's not rigid, but she's not as fluid in a lot of ways, uh, because she had to be in order to get to where she is in order to, um, to have like left her family and created a whole new life there that like hardens you a little bit to be in a white, a male white dominated industry and to be rocking it you know that hardens you a little bit um and kind of puts you on this track that can be seen as one track minded um and so i would say what i say is you know ty is a capricorn jerry is an aquarius okay and so um (laughs) it's getting very earth yeah very air over here (laughs) and so i think about those things and um Tracy had said, you know, when she was looking for a character of Ty, and I came, I came into the audition, you know, with the beanie rolled up, with the joggers on, with the, you know, and I remember when I did uh, um, the screen test with Grace, and she was like, we were talking, and then she was like, let me follow you on Instagram. She followed me on Instagram, and she was like, wait, oh, baddie. <laughs> 
Right, <laughs> right. Because I ain't had no makeup or nothing, you know. Um, but I knew that that's what that's what Ty required. Um, and so for me, it's like real like knowing what the 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 edges are but also not making her so rigid you know not making her even though like Tracy was like maybe thinking about maybe a more masculine person in real life or whatever there is like opportunities for Ty to be in conversation about like what does a queer person look like? What does it mean to be a masculine performing queer woman who is also into fashion, who also visually looks like something, you know, like a like a model, like a style. Hey. Um, but it's <laughs> but but it's like, you know, it's also bending what we think about as like maybe a butch or a masculine person. And so I think even though we are different, there is a huge, you know, part of Ty that lives inside me. Now the issue is, nowadays when I be meeting women, they be wanting me to be so- They want you to be Ty. They want me, I'm like, they want you to disrespect you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect, but I could. But I don't want to do that. There's a time and a place for that. <laughs> I'll give you a list of the time. Hey. Not right now. <laughs> Not at this so it dinner. does create a little bit of a, I can tell when, but, but also because I am so such a fluid person, I have to, when I'm like really choosing to be in it with somebody, they also have to be fluid or understand my fluidity because when I'm with a more feminine person, like a high femme person, I get so masculine. Like I'm like sitting, it's like, it's hard for me to Everything move. Everything but the pain. Everything but the pain. <laughs> and then, right? And then when I'm with a more masculine person, it can be like my feminine side gets high. And so it just, it really just, it really just depends. It really just depends. It really just depends. So what's your type? I don't necessarily have a type, but I will say, as I said, um, I like a person that's fluid. I like a person that's, um, I like androgyny and, and whichever way it presents itself. Um, I don't want to be in a queer relationship and be like recreating gender roles, right? Like I want us to be having uh, honest conversations about what we need and when. And so I don't really think I have a physical type, but energetically, I feel like I'm I am attracted to powerful people, like really powerful people. And that power can manifest as like immense beauty or energetic power or spiritual power. Uh, people who like kind of like can shift the energy of the room because I do that. And I feel like when I'm not with a powerful person, they sit in corners and it's yeah. not fun. <laughs> you rock the wave with me, baby. Rock the wave with me. Come rock on. Wave. Come on. We out. We out. Um, I'm in the car. You riding on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So with that, you are very big on authenticity. Like that's huge for you. And um, I watched a couple of interviews that you've done over like the time of promoting Harlem and authenticity being like at the center of who you are as a person. How did you find space to be comfortable enough to to say like no this is like one of my non-negotiables is like that I'm authentic because I think a lot of people feel like 
to be an actress or to be anything, right? Even in our, even our regular jobs, like we got to find like this character, like this, like, like lesser version of ourselves in order to be, to exist. Um, How did that become like a non-negotiable for you? Institutional schools pushing up against the patriarchy constantly. I feel like I've, I've, uh, I've, I've been a martyr so many times, like, this is wrong. Do y'all not see that this is wrong? This is why it's wrong. Because I'm seeing things from so many different perspectives. So in order to do that, in order to like be an activism and be an activist and, and put my my spirit and my body on the line uh, for the liberation of other people, I have to be liberated. I have to be steeped in joy. I have to know myself because then you can, it, it can be, it's, it's a really thin line. And so I come from a big family. I'm one of seven. My mom was 6'3", like hey. 210 pounds most hey. of my life. You know, she was a stallion before yeah. the stallions were stallions. She wore <laughs> colorful wigs, okay, and would take it off in a second when she was hot. My mom has been on cops, okay? And <laughs> she's just like such a huge personality. Uh, yeah. And so it runs in the family. Like if you sit in a room, with me and my my siblings, oh, you would be like, on. oh yeah, I get it, yeah. I get it. You have to have tough tough skin, but you also have to know who you are and not compromise that or else you're gonna be a doormat. And so I, I remember when I was in college, in my first year of college, I was, you know, cause I'm from North Philly, I'm from the hood. So I'm like, I'm going to college. I'm the first one in my family to go to college, even though I'm number five, you know? I don't want people to think I'm ghetto, right? So I'm going to be this certain way. Oh, these white women, I live with these white women. They, they play with me. They took me through the ringer. Do you hear me? The ringer. And after that, I said, oh, I will not. Because Never if again. I came and put my foot down early on, they want to play with you. Couldn't play with me exactly. <laughs> but I was trying to be friendly and trying to be that. All of those things, and I'm mm. like. It cost me, it was like then once you turned that once you turned up on them, they was like, Oh, don't get defensive, don't don't like and you like, oh no, 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 no. Cause y'all was but playing. There was so much more insidious than that. Before I could even turn up on them, they had like got restraining orders. Like it was, it was like insane. I was living in this townhouse and in a month I lost like 20 pounds because they were like terrorized. And then I was like mad at myself because I'm like at that house meeting, you should have cursed them out. But it was so many things going on behind my back that I didn't know was going on that then when it came to the surface, it was already too late for me to like get my bearings because mm -hmm. they can pretend, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, with they the best of them. With the best okay? of uh, Oscar. <laughs> and so, um, so for me after that, I'm like, you know, but, but I think I was a little bit uh, because I'm I am different. I'm like the black sheep of my family or the white sheep or whatever. Um, but I, I'm more of an intellect, right? And and I love school and I love learning and uh, and I just had an idea about my family. You know, they ratchet, they're ghetto, da 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 da. You know, all of these judgment things. And so I tried to stay far away from that. Mm -hmm. But then I didn't know that that was getting me so far away from myself. And so after that experience, I was like, this is who I am. I can be, I can be boisterous, flamboyant, ratchet, ghetto, 
intelligent, innovative, creative, talented, all of those things in one. And, and so it's important for me to be those things so that people who grew up where I'm from yeah. or who come from places like where I'm from, they can know you can be who you are and it's fine. And, and if somebody doesn't like it, at least you know they don't like you for being who you are and yeah. not them not liking you for you being a version of you that you thought that they would like. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't play that game. I can't contort to fit into people's conversations or what people want of me because then I will be in knots constantly. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants you to be a version. Everybody wants I can't I can't keep up. And what yeah. I can do is to learn me, to get closer to me, to be to be in deep aloneness and intimate space with myself so that I can really know like oh yeah, you do like that. Or, oh, wow, I thought I liked this thing, but I actually was just doing it because I thought it was what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. What do you like? What can you explore? I'm always questioning myself and trying to figure out like, oh yeah, I've been doing this whole, this thing and I did need to do it at first, but I don't anymore. And so it's, I think if we were all more, a little bit more authentic, there would be a lot less of this like power struggle going on. And I think especially with this Instagram space, the TikTok, you know, the social media spaces, um, it can create some difficulty. It can create this barrier where it's like you and then the internet and you're like, well, how can I what gauge how much to show or what not to show or how, you know, and I don't, I don't, I, don't want to fall into any type of like respectability politics, any type of like um, false pretenses about beauty. You know, I think that we all are, are beautiful and we all have something to offer. And so um, it's important for me to let people know it's okay to explore that. And it's important for me to be who I am for all my hood niggas. Hey man, listen. For the niggas let's do it um it, it, i love that you do that and the reason why is because even you gave the example of like um talking to one of your castmates at, at harlem or the casting uh director i'm not sure which one it was but the way you presented there and then when she saw you on your instagram she was like wait a minute because she didn't even know that that existed like she didn't even know that this like person existed because queer people in our space our uh, who we are is still being developed and so like those like fine like gray areas of like oh like you got the mass energy but you present this way but you're like kind and you're like nice and you like don't fit this like you're not like I love this like I didn't know that I didn't know to desire this like I didn't know that this could exist and I think that's super cool and you know being from you know the hood being from certain spaces where as a queer person, you, one, your identity as a queer person is denied, right? Like you don't, you can't even, we ain't even about to get in today. Girl, we got church Sunday. Don't even play with me, right? And then you're not, you know, you come from probably non-educated background. Myself, first first in my family to go to college um, and being the oldest. So then there's, you know, that added pressure of like, okay, you're the first to go. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? For you, you know, being, being number five. Um, and then, you know, so I gotta get that right. And I always talk about this space of like with queer identity and specifically and people not feeling comfortable to explore that. I'm like, listen, 
what y'all got to understand is we had no money. Like we was broke. We had to go to school. I ain't got time to be dealing with no sexuality. Like I got to go to school. I got to get out the hood. I got to, I need, I got rent pay, need rent pay. I need books. I need tuition. What you talking about who I'm sleeping with? They ain't, we ain't even getting to that. Like <laughs> we ain't got no time for that. Right. And then, you know, and you, you give this story about dealing with these white girls and dealing with, you know, what they drama in their house and you trying to be nice. You like, look, I ain't even trying to come like, it's so loaded is, is what I'm yeah. at. Yeah. like. It's such a loaded thing, you know, is in not, not wanting to disappoint your family. You're like, okay, I, I don't got this C in this class. I definitely ain't about to go home and tell them I'm queer. Like we're not going to add the queer on top of the C. Like we, yeah. <laughs> we, we had yeah. to drop some classes. We might have an extra semester. Like we ain't even about to talk about the sexuality thing. So um, I love that you laid that out that way, just to show another level of the complexity, like in this space of like, I got to mm-hmm. deal with real life plus, you know, my sexuality and that continuing to be a conversation. Um, so thank you for that. Um, before we get out of here, we're going to play a game of this or that. <laughs> this is all about you. <laughs> um, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, sports bra or underwire bra? Sports bra. Laundry or cooking? Cooking. What you like to cook? Uh, anything vegan. I can make. I can make you a version of anything. I can make it vegan. Really? Fried oyster mushrooms are are my favorite. With some uh some vegan gluten free waffles. Please, please. Okay, now, all right, now. Day at the spa or watching sports all day. Day at the spa. Short hair or long hair? Short hair, both. <laughs> Okay. I know on the, on the, on the, on the ladies you like that long hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, lipstick or lip gloss? Lip gloss. Sports car, big truck. Truck. I'm too big for some sports Listen, car. How tall are you? Six feet. Are you six feet, bro? Yeah. I'm five ten. I was curious. I was like, she looked like she probably about. You five ten? Yeah. Oh yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, like it's funny now. I start seeing people that I've interviewed in person. They'd be like, "Man, I didn't know you was that tall." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah you know, tall." <laughs> yeah. Um, big wedding or small ceremony? Small ceremony. Stay up late or sleep in? Sleep in. Iron or redry it? Redry it. Very iron, iron. <laughs> I, I live by the iron. iron. Hey, Ernie. I hate. I just feel like it's like, what is the point? Either I'm gonna be wrinkled, I'm gonna dry this or thing, but- sitting under the steamer or something. I'm not ironing this. It just feels too much. Too much time. Sorry. <laughs> pay or have her pay. My natural pay. reaction. Is pay. Yeah. Jerry <laughs> pay. Like, nah, baby, I got it. <laughs> you don't need uh, teller. You don't need teller to build. Right, right. And they be like, oh my God, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I got I got something else for you to do, but don't worry about this bill right now. Just... <laughs> for real. Pillow princess or I'm on top. You I'm on top, not Jerry. Never been a princess. Jerry on top, y'all. <laughs> Before we get out of here, um, one piece of advice for somebody who's on their own queer journey. Um, know that it's not going to look like anybody else's, 
but also know that you can go through phases, you know, it's like how you present doesn't have to be like the things that you're trying to do in a bedroom or whatever, vice versa. Um, and so I would say like truly get to know what you like, you know, and have a lot of sex. I just came out. Sex, y'all. Sex. sex. I'm Major a very positive person. Yeah, yeah. Be, no, be you healthy, you... consensual, but right. very, I'm a very, I love sex. So, oh my God, I love sex. <laughs> I do. I love sex so much. What's your favorite part I, about what's your favorite thing about sex? Foreplay, kissing, the act, what's your, what's your thing? The lead up, the I'm, tension. Yeah, I'm a sensual person. Mm -hmm. So I like all the moments before creating that tension before. And then just like I can go for hours. It's really not okay. I have work to do. Why yeah, are you yeah. having sex? Yeah. Hours, have a child it'll change <laughs> you be <laughs> like hey we got to go let's said, go you got you got 10 minutes <laughs> listen if you wake up in two minutes <laughs> i hope you feel good about yourself <laughs> if you wake up in two minutes <laughs> yeah i just yeah. love it i think yeah. i also think there's a lot that we can learn about ourselves through the erotic and so sex doesn't always mean or the erotic doesn't always mean sex but it also doesn't always mean like your interactions with bonus other clip, people like exploring your <laughs> you said what bonus clip y'all right <laughs> sex conversations with jerry through, through, you know, pleasure. What is yeah. pleasurable to you? You know, I'm a sensory person. I like eating things. I like smelling things. I like feeling soft things. Am I just describing this? Women. Yes, right. very much so. I'm like, you described the woman. Okay, good. good. We got it. We got it. We got it. Yeah, no, I love, I love the, I love all the, I like the, I just, I don't know. I like the whole, the foreplay. I'm, I'm a pleaser. So I just, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Get you all, you know what I mean, in your feelings. Mm -hmm. And then, you know. What's your sign? Are you Gemini? Virgo, Virgo. Virgo! Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising. Hey, when's your birthday? January 29th. But I'm, I'm an Aquarius, but with a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising. Love that. I'm not, I don't know all that much about astrology. I just, I'm just a Virgo. And apparently everything that's about Virgos is true about me. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jerry, for this conversation. Um, I wish you well. What what what's next for you? Where where where, where are we gonna see you next? What what, what, we, what we got going on? There's some there's some things in the in now, the now we can talk. Well, now we can talk about. Yeah, I'm 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 spending time being creative. You know, figuring out my stuff while some things are in process. So yeah, I wanna I wanna do some stuff for us. That's all I wanna say. I love that. I love that. Well. Thank you so much, Jerry. This is another episode of the Quirly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.